Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life. I'm Robert Kane. And I'm Rick Gromlick. You are Rick Gromlick, and you didn't even you didn't say any smart comment there. You thought about it. I can tell you. I can tell you thought about it. But Rick, we're back, man. We took took one week off, which ends up being two weeks, but we are back, and we're going to get into the reasons why. But as we head into this episode, Rick, what topics are we getting into? Yeah, so we're going to talk about um, major Supreme Court news. Kind of riff on that for a few minutes. Yeah, we're going to talk about hobbies. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about hobbies, where I don't guess yeah. what Rob's new hobby is. That's a long bit, sorry um, listeners. It is. And we're going to talk about fatherhood, and our fathers, and how we want to be good fathers. So, you're going to want to tune in for this one. Rob, back at it. Back at it again in the white vans. Except I'm, you not, say wearing, that. I'm not wearing white vans. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like the literal, like a van. No, kind of no, no, no. Talking about the shoes. I thought it was kind of weird. Yeah. Well, you know? What is that from? Back at it again in the white vans. Can you look that up in your studio? I can. I have the ability. That's great. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, well, there's, it's a, been a, there's a swear word in the front part of that video, so don't necessarily look it up. <laughs> This is what happens when I make cultural references that I don't actually know what they're from. Yeah. Uh, What's it from? Some apparently some guy named Daniels back at it again in the white vans. Some people I worked with would say it all the time, and so okay. yeah. I just started saying it. And yeah, I uh, was not terribly well informed. I probably it, it was at the time. That was probably like I don't know four or five years ago. That let me see when that video came out. Actually, yeah. Yeah, 2016. So there you go. Yeah. Anyways, what's up, man? How yeah, are you? We man. okay. Before you even answer that question, it's been a minute, but yeah. since we've released an episode, so listeners, yeah, we say that we're going to put out an episode every other week, and we just we haven't done that, and so we're sorry. <laughs> there's there's several reasons <laughs> for that that, that we yeah. will get into. Uh, however, yeah, it feels good to be back, Rick. How are you? It does. I have yeah. seen you. It's not like you and I haven't seen each other since. Yeah. We've taken yeah. a hiatus, but for the listeners' sake... We haven't seen each other in this way. Not in this way. We are the going remote. We said, you said, the, you know what, doggone it, it, enough's enough. Our people pay yeah. a premium premium dollar for a premium mm-hmm. product, and we gotta, we got to release something. We gotta, so we here we are releasing a subpar product. So, here we are. Yeah, dude, doing well. Uh, although, I will say, so yesterday I was out cutting grass. Um, Good for my you. My parents' farm... And I got probably what is what is one of the top five worst sunburns in my life. What? Yeah, it was terrible. So I I wear t-shirts a lot. So yeah. from here, listener, you can't see this, but like hand up just middle I of my arm past the elbow. Your bicep is I have a general beat. average run-of-the-mill farmer's tan. Right? Not a farmer, but they call it a farmer's tan. Anyway, so my wife is like, hey, you know, it's like pretty stark difference between from here to here <laughs> like up where there's no from there to there listener you know where that is yeah right? you got that so from like my uh forearm region that's what it's called to where my shoulders are she's like hey you should just wear a cut off you know just kind of fade it a little bit sure no problem have you been doing push-ups great, or some girls your wife just wants to see some biceps show a little delts that's right she does she she yeah she what well, can i say yeah well, she wants what she wants you know? you're mowing the grass there 
why don't you just go ahead anyway um <laughs> what were you gonna say rick <laughs> i i don't even know to okay. be honest but so i get a cut off i go cut grass and you know it's late june it's 80 degrees and you know i'm like okay i'm not looking like i'm sunburnt and i'm just kind of in the zone and i'm out there for like four hours Ooh. and i come home and dude this this body is burnt like you know where it gets tight <laughs> oh, where yeah. and then you start kind of feeling sick in your stomach a little bit yep. and you're like even got the chills mm-hmm. like a little like a little bit of sun poisoning probably and uh slept terrible you're just you're lathering on aloe everywhere oh, and you're just like don't touch me don't move um and i just woke up thinking how dumb am i i mean i'm i have been you know this is what you do when you're like 15 right not when you're twice that age like right. you know how sunburn works but i got cooked man so that was no no bueno yeah but um anyway that's what's up nice well is, how, about one, you, Rob? how does it feel when you pick up the kids like are you not able to pick up the kids no i have to pick up the kids they don't i don't want them to feel rejected do they like grab your neck and everything yeah i i pick them up with care but it, it's getting better um keeping it aloed and um on ibuprofen <laughs> you're on ibu, ibuprofen Dude, it hurts it hurts wow man yeah what, and Rami, what day I, was this what what day was this that you got burnt? This is yesterday. Oh yeah, yesterday. you got a few. So got I think it's like twenty four hours with like the sting. I can already tell it's starting to kind of fade a little bit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was not a good experience, and I was more frustrated with myself that you know, it's a lesson that sometimes you just think, oh, I'll just do what I want to do, and then it won't be that big of a deal, or I'll figure it out. And there are situations where, for a time, you can do what you want to do and kind of negotiate the consequences, so to speak cutting grass and a cutoff for four hours you reap what you sow hmm. and you weren't actually you know? sowing anything or reaping anything at that moment you were you were just cutting oh, i was i was sowing a bunch of white flesh and reaping a lot of burnt flesh <laughs> there you go that's a, that's what it was nice but yeah man other than that that's that's it um family and i went to michigan last uh last week for oh, a couple yeah, days that's right that was great i had been You're traveling man barely oh yeah this guy's always on the tarmac yeah and we drove the whole tarmac (laughs) there and back it was great what if there were long (laughs) distance tarmacs what's that what if there were long distance tarmacs hey you know what this tarmac it'll take you from cincinnati to cleveland if you get on it what if you taxied what if you traveled from cincinnati to cleveland like at the rate that you taxi on a plane you could literally run there faster what that's less interesting to me that's just like being in a slow car yeah, but you know the car can go like literally, <laughs> literally. three hundred times faster. Right. <laughs> anyway, okay. so Rob, fill us in. I mean, it's been last time we recorded was with Pete, and that was what last year maybe. And then the last time you and I were in the studio, it wasn't last year; it was last month. But the last time you and I were recording together, I don't even know what we were talking about. I don't even know when that. Oh, well, I can was. tell you what we were talking about because I see the the um, hate mail. No, no, no. <laughs> Thankfully, oh. our listeners have not sent hate mail. Um, so before the SBC Guidepost one that we were talking about with Pete, we were talking about what yeah. we're reading. We were talking about voting. We like mentioned oh, that real yeah. briefly. Yeah. And we were talking about Twitter and Elon, which that deal is already dead. I don't think, for sure. I don't think Elon is buying Twitter anymore. For sure. That's a great... Good for him, you know? You know? Yeah, get out of that cesspool. 
I think he's just a. I think he. I think he's gonna. I mean, this is the richest guy in the world. But I think he's gonna fall on his own sword one day. You think so? I think so. How do you foresee that happening? I don't know, but he likes. He keeps dabbling more and more into like he he Messing can with disrupt the, yeah. the culture. Like it's oh, he yeah. is so powerful. Oh yeah. But I think eventually he's gonna get bit. Yeah, so, that could very well be the case. Yeah, I could be wrong on that, or he's going to take over the world. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully it's not there's only two options, but both are options. <laughs> both are on the table. Far be it for me to say they're not. Uh, what about you? What's up? Yeah, so um, so listeners, we did not record, obviously, because I was traveling in Anaheim yeah. for the SBC annual gathering, our denomination, the Southern Baptist Convention. It's not technically a denomination, but for sake of just clarity, it's just easier to say that. And we were convening as Southern Baptists in Anaheim to just do some convention mm-hmm. business. Where's money going to yeah. go? Who's going to be the new president? All that fun stuff. There was drama like normal, but um, I have talked about it a lot and I have zero desire mm-hmm. to continue talking about it. But we were traveling. Rick and I, we were going to record while I was away. And something yeah. happened back home yeah. that I kind of wish I would have yeah. seen. But I did not get to experience at all. But Rick, yeah, you guys got hit by a tornado. You know, Rob, you could say that. I, that's what I did. We didn't get hit by a tornado, but part of our county did. That's right. That's right. Good clarification. My family and I... We didn't get hit by anything. We're here. But yeah, tornado struck the county of Knox and first time in uh, since 20, 2006, I think. Um, power outage. We lost power for five days, I think. Five days. Four five days. Dude, Four five in days. June. Um, there are some people who had lost power for a lot longer than that. But yeah, power outage, empty the freezer, empty the fridge, take them somewhere else to you know save the meat and all that jazz um it was a it was also one of the hottest weeks i mean it was the hottest week this year so far so power out it goes out monday night and then heat wave comes in terrible situation but yeah power's back on that's good. thanks to the um fine people at aep who probably made a quarter of their income for the year in overtime in that week yeah right you know have but grateful for them and yeah here we are so we're back in the saddle Rob's back home. My lights are on. Here we go. Here we Rob, go. Okay, so how right, are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You keep Got, dodging my question. Yeah, sorry, I'm not trying to dodge your question. We were traveling in Anaheim. That was enjoyable. The um, flights were a little difficult because we traveled with the kiddos, and the on the way oh, out yeah. it was rough. On the way back, it Direct it would still be like in the category of rough, but in terms of how rough it could have been, it was not that bad. Yeah. So the girls were a lot better on the way back. Direct from yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's helpful. Yeah. With two young ones, that was it was going to be a nightmare if we had layovers and we're sitting in the airport. And so, yeah. <clears throat> thankfully, yeah. all safe, uh, all sound, and got to travel a little bit. So that was enjoyable. Danielle is very pregnant. She is already starting to feel contractions, which is a little bit scary because right. she's not due until the end of July, and it's only the end yeah. of June. But the baby is measuring like three weeks ahead. And so it's not okay, overly well, surprising yeah. that she is feeling those. So um, by the time we have our next episode, there's a chance that the baby could be here. If not, then wow, yeah, almost certainly the one after that. So that's exciting, and we're trying to get ready for that. 
But things with the church are well, things with the family are well. Uh, but yeah, what are we mm-hmm. getting into today, Rick? All is well. Well, that's well, that's great. That's great. Um, yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, but we're going to talk a little bit about about the Supreme Court thing situation. Speaking of um, babies, kind of a big deal. Speaking about children and life and good things. Um, yeah. So obviously, major news. By the time this comes out, almost everyone or everyone will have heard about the. Uh, overturning of Roe and essentially of Casey and yep. um, yeah so there's all the hubbub about it and all the hubbub we, we don't have like a ton more to add do you want to say we're, we're excited about that uh, we praise the Lord for that we don't think that this is an opportunity for the, the those who care about the unborn to kind of just take a, a breather and say hey you know we, we overturned Roe job well done you know, our rewards in heaven, let's just kind of reap the rewards. Hmm. Um, because there still is a culture of death. And uh, right. it's just, it's interesting as you're listening to people respond, people who are pro-choice, but you listen to them respond, the rationale that they use is cl- like clear. Like they do not, either A, they do not believe it's life, an infant in the womb, right? or, which is even scarier, they do believe it's life, but it just doesn't have the value. Right. right. Those are your only two options. Or you believe it's life, it's a human life, it has complete human value, but you don't care anyway, you just want to murder it. Those are um, psychopaths, I'd say. But So you, you kind of land with either like you're, I don't think it's a human, or it's a human, but it's not like really, it doesn't have the same value. And as we're seeing this law overturned, which everyone says and to clarify it just makes it go back to the states doesn't mean abortion is illegal across the united states right just means it's not federally supported anymore so you can still go to like california new york illinois all kinds of states and get abortions but it does make not that you're advocating for that not for that absolutely but it, it it clarifies that if if we think abortion should be legal in the united states on a federal level then there is an amazing apparatus that the founding fathers put into place to make laws. Right. And that's called Congress. Mm-hmm. And if they want it to be legal, then Congress can pass a law, write a law, pass it, yep. and then it's legal. But it's not the Supreme Court's job to make something law. They're just to interpret the law. And so people are really, really up at arms like, man, these, they're anti-abortion, and, and, and they are more pro-life for sure. But that's not even their take on it per se. It's more... It just isn't the court's responsibility. They should not be weighing in on these things. If you want it to be law, then have Congress make it a law. So praise the Lord for it. Right. I'm excited about it. I, I think you know people want to say, people want to be quick and say, hey, well that's wonderful, but hey, we we have to take care of all the extra babies that are born. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. But that's that those things are separate. We don't we can't say, well, if you're going to defend life, then be prepared to embrace all these babies. It's like. Okay, we should, yes, but that isn't the rationale we use for defending it. Right. Yeah, that's that's the thing. <clears throat> what I've seen on on social media, which we uh, started off our started off the sermon on this past Sunday, just kind of using it as the opening illustration of how much of a cesspool social media. Yeah, how much of a cesspool yeah. social media is in light of the Dobbs case, and we we did talk about the Dobbs case briefly. But we just kind of mm-hmm. tried to tell people, hey, this is a this is a thing worth celebrating. We've yeah. 49 years of fighting against Roe and 
continue the fight against Casey and the, to see this overturned, these things overturned that were not constitutional rights, but the court decided to create these laws when it's not the court's responsibility that led to the the, the slaughter of millions of children. Mm-hmm. And for now, that to be overturned. Now, different states still allow it. However, right. there, are, there are babies that are alive today that yeah. weren't going to be alive just a few days mm-hmm. ago because... Mm-hmm. A mom may have been on her way to get an abortion or had one scheduled for the following day. And then when that happens, they can no longer perform the abortion. So she either has the option to keep the baby or to travel out of state. And maybe there's not right. a state nearby that she can go to, which, great, wonderful. We, we hope that that baby continues to stay alive and is brought to full term. But we just tried to tell our people, this is worth celebrating yeah. 100%. Yeah. And the cultural response is... Well, now there are a bunch of women in distress, and now there are uh, women and children who uh, are going aren't, aren't going to be cared for, and that that's a that's a separate topic. It's a related topic, but it's a separate one. The one that we were talking about is whether or not it should be okay to to murder a child. We don't think it should be, mm-hmm. and so now that's taken away. Now we do have the separate topic of mothers in distress, children in distress, but it has always been God's heart to even take care of them, and yeah, just providentially we were in. Ruth 2. We're going through Ruth, and so we're in Ruth chapter 2 this past week, and we see God's heart toward the sojourner, toward the Mm -hmm. widow, and toward the fatherless. And so Ruth is a vulnerable woman. Naomi is a vulnerable woman. And we see God having a heart for the vulnerable. And so I just try to tell people, like, hey, God has always had a heart for these things. It's not like Christians should all, all of a sudden, oh, shoot, now we have to have a heart for the vulnerable. It's like, no, mm-hmm. we should have always, and we should always have a heart for the vulnerable. So we should, we should fight for righteousness and justice on, in all of these areas. And we should rejoice when the Lord allows us to see a victory. And we've yeah. seen one now, which praise God for. Yes and amen. We mm-hmm. need to take care of every mother in distress and every child in distress as best as we can. But yeah. just because there might be an elevated number now of women or children in distress, doesn't mean that we shouldn't fight for life anymore. Right, right. So praise God for the Dobbs case being ruled the way that it was. I was a little nervous there when it got leaked that maybe somebody would um, kind of flip-flop their decision. But praise God that it was ruled the way that it was. Yeah, you do wonder, I mean, how long until it's either overturned or until there is a federal law, uh, you know. But I, I think that there has been... A trend um, in the pro-life direction over the last 20, 30 years, which is encouraging. And I think if people are genuine in that they want to, to use a, a waiver, use term, follow the science <laughs> on this, like yeah. science is just going to be more and more clear and evident that this is actually a human being. Yeah. And it's interesting, even as that is growing, how people are combating that. Because before it was like, well, they're not human. And now it's like, well, they are. And, and the pro-choice is like, yeah, but they're not to the, to the level of human that I think they should be. So mm-hmm. that's becoming more subjective, and um, which is revealing. Like It's just the heart is wicked above all things. And I think that part of the um, just the flavor, if you will, of, of the last few weeks with all this stuff coming out is – Man, people are like they they are so up in arms because they do not want this idea that there's something con- that could control me. Yeah. Right? That, that, that if somehow I get pregnant 
I have to carry the baby. Or, and, and there's terrible, terribly wicked and sad situations of, of rape and incest. But, you know, the vast, vast majority of it is like it's just not convenient or it's just not what I want. It's not what we we're planning or the baby's not healthy. And it's just like it's all on your terms. Yeah. And can you imagine for a moment, like what if somehow – all of a sudden, all the the adults in the in the world were now subject to like the wishes of all the twelve year olds in the world, or whatever. Right. Like that's that's it's just insane, but that's the logic that that they use. So we praise the Lord for it. We're excited um, to to keep advocating for life um, in in all areas and in all things, um, and we're just grateful. Yeah, and and, I mean, and for those we, who, who me, might, family. Yeah, for those who might be listening and wondering, like, okay, well, where does the Bible kind of advocate for? life before birth. There, there are at least two places. You could probably find more, but just real quick before we close this topic, um, you can check out Psalm 139, starting in verse 13. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. So even before the baby's fully formed, God, God is seeing mm-hmm. this child, and he's, he has these days right. allotted for the child. He says, you formed me in my mother's inward parts. Another one um, is just in Gospel of Luke. In chapter 1, we're told that Mary goes to visit Elizabeth, and both are pregnant, Mary carrying mm-hmm. the Lord Jesus and Elizabeth carrying John the Baptist, and we read that in those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And so we we see that John the Baptist recognizing Jesus even before either of them are out of the womb. It's really mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. And so just you could probably find more and, and there are more out there to be to be found, but it's also just there are there is scripture to back up this position. Um, it's not Christians just choosing a position arbitrarily. It seems that the Lord cares about life even before birth. And so therefore, as followers of Christ, we should too. Yeah, no, that's good. And we're we're creating all man has created the image of God. Right, Genesis yeah. one twenty-seven, where God, we're image bearers of God. Yeah, so there's a lot of turmoil, a lot of discussion, um, and I just I would encourage people to to engage. You know, you can engage the political Roe v. Wade fallout and stuff, but it's really like what's the heart issue of why are you, why do you want to be the Lord and Master of your life, right? And why you know why are we coveting that so much? So anyway, next topic, Rob, tell me. Uh, quickly, very quickly, um, 10 seconds or less about your hobbies. 10 seconds or less. How much time do we have left? All right. All right. Okay, that's so it. the yeah. next <laughs> section is, uh, just kidding. No, but we want to talk about, about hobbies. We, we kind of kick this around ah, fairly often, talk about things we like to do, books, activities, whatever, whatever. Um, but yeah, you, Rob, you brought this up. 
hobbies. Yeah. So are okay. you good at hobbies? Uh, no. I feel like there's people who are good at hobbies. Like, man, that's a good hobbyist. I think it's the word. And there are those who are not that good. Yeah, um, I am not that good. And at I it. have a, a, a cultural comment. I think that here in the good old Midwest, we tend to just work. Traditionally, hobbies. Your hobby is work. Right. And that's why I think sometimes we struggle with hobbies. Right. Yeah, I definitely fall into that Midwestern mentality. I just have a tough time with it. Now, I'm also, I'm, I'm very fortunate the Lord has given me the job that I have to be a pastor and be staff. Like, that's wonderful to be able to give the best hours of my day to shepherding God's people. That, that's something that I'm incredibly grateful for and I love doing. So my free time typically is spent reading something along those lines. So is there a mm-hmm. book that I can read that can help help me better understand a topic, a theological topic, or maybe a devotional read that's going to help me appreciate what Christ has done for me more or help me grow in my sanctification. So typically that's where my free time goes. I'd say podcasting is a hobby that I enjoy. I enjoy doing this with you. And then occasionally I like to hoop, play some basketball. But the reason I brought this up is because I just decided to pull the trigger and pick back up an old hobby. Okay. Okay. It's an old Should hobby. I, I want to see if you can guess it. You literally okay. only have one guess. I'm not going to give you three guesses or two guesses. You uh, have one guess. Are you serious? I, should I? Should, how many? How many guesses should I give you? Really? You're only going to give me uh, one? Is it many as it takes? <laughs> um, okay. Actually, actually, let's play that. Okay, give me two. Give no, me no, two. no. Let's play that. Let's do it as many as it takes because you will get it. Let's Is see. it gambling? <laughs> Pick that back up. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's, not, it's not that. It's the sports betting again, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the casinos. Uh-huh. Um, it's the craps okay. table, huh? It's Xbox, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the all the worst ones. Um, okay, how, give me one hint, and I'll I'll do one. No, guess. I'm not giving you a hint. You, you will get this. Trust me. You just got to start guessing. This is an audio well, platform, so people are the listening. Last week, the last few months, it's probably been traveling. You picked up traveling again. No, I've actually hobby. set that down so that I can pick something else up. Um, rollerblading? <laughs> I wish that were true. <laughs> <laughs> my elbow pads, my knee pads, my, yeah. my wrist I'm guards. I'm trying to think of a, a, a hobby that you used to do that yep. you don't do anymore. Yep. Um, is it making making coffee like like pour over? No, I would like to do that, but that is not it. Okay, <laughs> I'm like racking my brain. I for I'm... sure thought you would have had it by now, but go ahead, keep going. Um, yeah, now I feel real bad that I don't I don't have it. Well, it's just um, telling of, of how much well you know me. It's okay, no big deal. Yeah, no, I I know I I'm, I'm feel <laughs> I'm not sure how to feel about this. Um, keep going, keep going. Yeah. You see, it's a hobby you picked back up. Is it um, just intentional time with your wife and kids? I mean, that's... <laughs> I wouldn't call that a hobby. <laughs> I that's just work, son. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't call it work either. That um, shouldn't be in either of those categories. <laughs> okay, I, I, I think I got it. Because I think it's probably one that I wish I could pick back up. But What's that? I probably won't pick up for another year and a half. Okay. Backpacking. No. That would be ah. a great one. Whew. I do like Cycling? that, but, but you are going Bike in the right riding? direction. Now you're going a little further. Pickleball. No. It's athletic in nature. 
I mean, I, I didn't say that it was athletic in nature. Okay, right. I mean, I guess it depends who you ask, but if you ask me, it's not that athletic in nature. So it's not athletic and it's not outside. No, I didn't say it was it wasn't outside. It is outside. Boy, this is making for a great bit. Our listeners are probably already tuned I off. No, I don't, dude. I, I mean, I could like start saying a bunch of things, but um, I'm try. I I feel like ever since you went to seminary, you haven't had hobbies outside well, t- of the podcast. Podcasts and reading, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong. I enjoy but, both those things. It's just those right. have been I, the primary I'm trying things. To remember what you did before then? <laughs> Who were you before then? Rob was a shell of a man, just a <laughs> vanilla, <laughs> empty shell. <laughs> Nothing to him. Um. Yeah, I don't know, Rob. I don't know. Give me a hint. Give me one hint. Okay, it it is considered technically a sport, and there is a big event that oh, I know is kind of televised for it. Are you getting back in the NFL? <laughs> uh, is it no, is not it ultimate back frisbee? In the NFL. Ultimate frisbee? Are you kidding me? No. No, 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 no. A frisbee golf or disc golf? Disc no, 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 disc no, no, no. That's wow. fun though. Wow! 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 There's one. It's not horse racing or horse betting. <laughs> betting on horse races. <laughs> Neither of those things. Guys, just so you know, Rob used to have a real gambling issue. Um, <laughs> That's not true either. We all have our vices. <laughs> Dude, for the life of me, I can't think of it. I think I even participated in this with you. Oh, it's considered a sport. We did it together. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> It's not pickleball. <laughs> nope, it's not pickleball. That's a great one, though. Oh. Do we participate in this in America? Yes. Shoot. Okay, I'm giving Dude, you one more guess I, because this this is taking yeah. way too long. I'm, I know. I'm shocked. I I, I'm shocked it's taking this long. Listeners, I'm sorry I took this long. I didn't expect I did it to take this long when well I said Rick could use any. Have a little bit of mercy. Okay. <laughs> you have one more. Uh, Make it a good one. It's outdoor. No, no, it's no. considered a sport. I don't think it really should be considered necessarily a sport because it's not that athletic, but I get I get what they're getting at. Um, before I got really busy, this was like <laughs> several times a week I would do this. Oh my gosh, I should know this. Um, mm. Dude, I got nothing. Last guess, um, throw something out there. You're running again. No, I've, I've never been a runner. <laughs> You're powerlifting again, Rob. Dog Rob, on it. you're doing the steroid thing again, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you're dog spike fighting ball? again. Spike ball again. <laughs> um, I don't know. What is it? I'm, I am stumped. It's fishing. You haven't fished since high school. Well, didn't, didn't I tell you that I was picking it back up? <laughs> I've set the thing down. <laughs> I'm picking it back wow. up. Wow. Okay. I'm okay. getting back into fishing. So here, here, I want to clarify something. Rob and I weren't really friends like we were friends but we were like buddies and when you were in high school yeah we were like yeah we, we definitely got apart. closer so, when i was in college yeah like once rob moved to cleveland for college for a year or semester semester a there year, a year a year fell in love with danielle moved back home much to everyone else's um uh, what's the word appreciation and admiration like we were all excited to have you back in town um and that's when we kind of started to hang out more yeah. once you came back from right from college and I don't remember you ever fishing as long as we've really been friends. Yeah. Like, well, buddies. So, um, so I, I don't feel as bad for that. That's what it is. Going. Yeah. Dude, that's exciting. Dude, I'm pumped. Okay. Yeah. Rob was just, you know, Rob was a big, he, him and some buddies, they go out like middle of the night, they go fishing. You guys fished all We're the time. We're anglers. You're anglers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, dude, 
Yeah. You need to do so I'm, you need to do the, the the noodle like where you catch the catfish. I will not here. be doing noodling. There's I, I am trying to catch some big catfish like that though. Like some of those big daddies. Yeah. Because yeah. apparently here in Westerville, Hoover Dam, that reservoir, has yeah. some massive catfish in it and a Dude, lot of them. I've that's what people I've heard are, some legends. That's like, what people say. I mean the size of people. Yeah, like they say some of them can get up to hundred and fifty pounds. Like huge yeah. catfish. And you got a rod and reel that'll pull that in? Well, I just went and picked up two rods and reels. And oh, one is kind of a medium action. The other one's medium heavy for some of those heavier things. Now, granted, yeah. I have zero expectation that I'm going to be catching a 150-pound catfish, but I'd love to catch like a 30 or 40-pound yeah. one. You know what I, I think I love about this, Rob, is your wife's going to have a kid any day. And you're yeah, gonna put those and reels I'm picking back, up hobbies. You're going to put those reels back in the garage oh, I know. for probably another two more well, so years. Here's, here's the beauty of it, is the whole reason yeah. I picked it up is because Finley somewhere saw somebody doing fishing and she got yeah. she just kept asking can we go fishing can we go fishing and danielle would say like yeah. daddy used to love fishing like maybe you could go sometime and i'm like yeah, yeah i would love to do that and so we went fishing at grandma and grandpa's and yeah. finley loved it and so i got her like this little kids reel yeah. and we did that and we went yesterday and so now i've got i've got two reels and finley has a reel and she just constantly wants to go fishing and so now yeah, that's when, great. when the baby comes, Lord willing, Danielle needs like a break from Finley. And she's like, hey, Finley, do you want to go fishing? Yeah. And we can go. Yeah, yeah that's great. No, I was I was thinking about fishing the other day because uh, Will, Will asked. Dude. Because he saw a fishing pole. Let's all go I'm fishing. Like, I'm like, you know, I, would, I haven't fished in years. I, my grandpa used to take me fishing all the time. Yeah. Um, I was never to the level that Rob is by any means. I, but I was never at any significant I level. <laughs> I just well, enjoyed. Like, it I would a lot. never just like. I would like rarely just like. Hey, I want to go fishing. Let's go fishing. Like yeah. if I had buddies who were going fishing or something, or scout troop was going fishing, I would fish. But I wasn't like an right. enthusiast. Oh, dude, I'd go for hours by myself. Just yeah, spend a whole you're, evening doing it. Can't do that now, man, but Rob, I can take Finley. That's right. And That's you can right. come along, bring Will. Yeah. Fish it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can you, can you, are you going to get a license? Have you got a license? I already got it, cost? man. Well, that set you back. 50 bucks? Uh, 25. Oh, that's not bad. Inflation hasn't hit the fishing license market. It went up market. five bucks. Back when I got it 10 what? years ago, it was only 20. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's a little bitter. <laughs> Prices have increased some, so they say. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. That's no, so, a good hobby. I, dude, I, I like that. I'm pumped about it. I'm like watching yeah. fishing videos on YouTube now in my spare time. That's like what, okay. it, what it's come down to. Is uh, that's how so excited that's your hobby. I hobby? <laughs> yeah, watching other people catch fish, uh, and then me uh, getting excited about the fishing poles that I have that are not catching fish. But yeah. someday. Yeah, there's an interesting little thing there about how we enjoy watching people be successful at the things we wish we were successful at. Yeah, it's the whole sports and industry. It's like I will. What's that? Whole sports industry. I wish I was good at football. I wish I was good at baseball. Well, I just be like, no, people watch people on about video games, about uh, finances, about home construction. Like, it's the whole HGT. Like, I'll right, sit yeah. there and watch someone do the thing I wish I could do. And a lot of things like we can actually do, but we don't have the motivation or the energy or really the discipline to do it. And so I'm, it's easier and I get some kind of kick or some kind of hit or something by watching them do it and thinking, oh, I... I could get there or I might be there one day. Right. And then we just click on the next video and waste another few minutes. Right. Yeah, that is funny. Anyway, okay, so way to go, Rob. That was like 10 minutes on what I'm, like my newest hobby. Yeah. What about you, Rick? What are you seven doing? Seven minutes on guessing. Oh, um, 
yeah, so same thing. I think I've said this before. I'm not a good hobby person. Probably because the hobbies that I used to do, which would be like camping and stuff, traveling, I can't really do anymore to the same with the same ease. Um, but I feel like I, I'm enjoying somewhat. Like we have a garden. We put in a, a little vegetable garden in our backyard, so yeah. I'm enjoying that. Nice, a little bit. Um, but I think it's still like in the, um, it's in the, uh, what's the word? Um, Como se dice. Like the rosy glasses, like it's just like, oh, this is fun. Oh, honeymoon phase? You know? The honeymoon phase, yeah, thank yep. you. It, like give it another month and it's the weeds everywhere and that, we'll see about that then. Right. Or when it time comes time to like can out all this stuff. But So that's one thing. I think that Tolkien is this, that I want to start um, sketching. I want to learn to sketch. You want to learn to sketch? I, I'm not a good... Rob can attest to this. I'm not a good drawer. I have terrible handwriting. Um, so, so I'm, I'm not gifted surprised that with you want to learn how to sketch. Either. Well, that's kind of the motivation. Like, okay, okay. I, I like. I, I know I'm not going to be a painter. I, I kind of don't want to paint. But the idea of like sitting somewhere just being able to sketch something on a napkin or a piece of paper and like actually be able to tell what it is. Like, oh, it wasn't like a six-year-old who did that. <laughs> that has an appeal. So you get it's into also like, like whimsical calligraphy. What's that? Could you get into calligraphy? Would Check you consider out. that? You did so that? I just picked this up today. I did not. I'm paid for this. Oh, I was about so to this say, will, this, when's get this episode out of drop? here. That's impressive. When's this episode dropped? Do you know? Uh, today. Okay. My yeah. wife doesn't listen, so I'll tell her. Okay. I'll, I'll tell everyone. And the whole world will know before Candace does right. because she doesn't listen to the podcast. Our anniversary is Friday. Yep. So I had our... Wedding vows written out. Someone wrote these out, and I'm gonna give them to her on our anniversary, our five year anniversary. That's so. Cool. I just thought, man, like the the gal who did this, like you know, she put a lot of time and effort. Like, yeah, that looks good. So, listeners, what, what I was looking at was a white square, probably on some pretty thick paper. It looks like mm-hmm. cardstock. There, there you go, yep. and. It says, I, Candace, take you, William. Like, it's mm. their whole vows, and it's yeah. done in yeah. really nice calligraphy. Yes. So, um, I think she'll appreciate that. But I just, I do appreciate calligraphy. I I do have terrible handwriting. I admire your handwriting, Rob. Rob you admire is, my handwriting? Yeah, you've worked at it. It's good. Oh, man. You have sharp handwriting. Oh, that's nice um, to say. Rob used to, back in the day, Rob used to write in block letters. He doesn't do that anymore. He's Sometimes I do. You're talking about all that, caps? For the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's right. What if you did write in block, like like bubble letters? (laughs) See? Um, You can see. Anyway. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Still do it. Great. I mix it up. There you go, Rob. I mix it Um, up. Yeah, so I think... Fishing gear to pick up. Yeah, there you go. If I could could, uh, be a little better at the sketch sketch thing. I kind of want to get into leather working, which sounds kind of funny. Classic reformed guy. Well... I just think what's something that's like kind of practical that's kind of cheap, you know? Because like working on cars, working on the house, like those are expensive hobbies. Yeah, I'd um, say. And people say, oh, they don't have to be like, well, they are for me. Um, right. And then the other thing is like a hobby has to be easy to go do at this stage of my life. It has to be like a, a low barrier to entry, has to be cheap, and it has to be something I can just within five minutes kind of switch gears and go do. That's why I like the whole, like, let's go camping or let's, you know, go fishing. Kind of big event things. Fishing? Yeah, fishing. But, yeah, yeah we, we have the river over here I could go fishing at. 
But yeah, anyway, that's right. the hobby conversation. There it is. Find nice, good man. hobbies. Yeah. There's some great articles about hobbies. Yeah, I'd say so. I'm but, sure. But like do a hard shift, but it's gonna be kind of a hard shift. Um I don't I, our job, Robin Robin and I's job as pastors is unique in some ways, you know. But it's also like just like everyone else's job in most ways in that it's rewarding at times. It's frustrating at times. It's stressful at times. Um, we we love it. We're super grateful to have a way to provide for our family and to do this. Um, but the thing about hobbies is it does help you like just slow down and and, and um, not. It, this sounds funny because hobbies are things that you like do for yourself, but it kind of helps you not be all about you. Right. Because when you're just running and gunning all the time, you're kind of making it about you. And so when you're like, hey, I, you know, the, the church, they're fine for a few hours as I go fishing or whatever. The people don't, like, I don't need to think everyone needs me all the time. Right. And just take a little bit of time. It's good for our souls. Yeah. It's good to rest. Well, and Yeah, I, I've already found, because I've, like, got this newfound interest, and again, honeymoon phase, I'm sure. But I'm like, all right, it's it's good enough where it is. Like, I'm going to go do this other thing now. Mm-hmm. And like that's that's mm-hmm. been really freeing just in the last few days to yeah. be able to say okay I can, I can stop doing this now and i can go do something else it's it's good here it, that is done it's it's done to a, a perfectly fine degree like let's yeah put a cap on it and let's go move yeah. on to something else um that's been yeah. really nice yeah because you're always tweaking you're always like well i could do the, like well it's a sermon or whatever yep. you, you always tend to tweak and it's like you know this is good. Not, you know, you know, I'm like, well, I have a few thoughts in my head. That's good for for Sunday. I'm going to go fish. Right. Like that's not the attitude you, yeah, you no. need to have. Um, but it is good to to have things that replenish and relax us. And it's, it's God's gift, I think, to enjoy his creation. Um, hopefully good hobbies do that as well. And it's good to have hobbies you can do communally. Right. Fish. Right. I don't think I can really communally do leatherworking, so... That's a good point. Kind of weird. Scratch that off the list. <laughs> Do you have a fishing pole? No, that's oh, how shucks. bad it is. Well, never mind. I was going to say you're already set to go, but now you do have a barrier to entry. One. Okay, so there's a joke. I actually do have a fishing pole. I have a tiny, like, kid fishing. It's a kid fishing pole, so okay. it's, it's like 36 inches or whatever. Yeah. And um, it was given to me as a gift, a genuine gift but it's really kind of turned into a um an inside joke among some of our friends but there's a story i'll, I'll share with you off the air about okay that, well but... yeah sorry listeners <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's it's not like it's um it would probably just offend some people and i don't want to offend <laughs> okay <laughs> it's a little racist i mean that's really no, all rick's no, getting no, at no. <laughs> golly <laughs> might offend a certain population it's you know. highly derogatory uh-huh. and just sick so you're leading this on like it's air. something terrible <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay no you it's not it's it's really innocent all that good stuff but. okay sweet well before you say anything else get yourself in trouble um let's move on to the next topic which you suggested 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 which was on yes. fatherhood right yeah. after father's day yes yeah so um yeah, I want to talk about this, and I'm going to kind of bring something else into this. And it's going, we're going to do an introduction to something, and then we're going to hit pause on it, oh. and we'll circle back in a couple episodes. Okay. And, and the first thing that I want to interject here, Robert, I want to, I want to ask you some questions. Oh um, 
you have about a month, and then you're going to turn 30. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the big 3-0. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to deep dive into that later later down the road, Lord willing. But just quick, how you feel? I mean, you're, you're a father. You're aging. How are you feeling about turning 30? I feel fine. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I don't, I don't get I real reflective on my age. You pick age. up the fishing. You said you've been buying a lot more Ben Gay for the knees. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yep. the white socks. Uh-huh. And, yep, that's it. Yeah. Got the, got the white tube socks. I'm getting some white sneakers sneakers yep. oh, they're in they're some totally sketchers in. i know that's true um that's yeah some new balances but no i i'm i feel fine i'm looking forward to it yeah. honestly um and i think that's Good. i think that's in large part because of, of maybe some of the insecurities that i have just being in my 20s and being a lead pastor mm-hmm. i recognize mm-hmm. that i'm young and a lot of other people recognize that too and yeah. it's not like i've got some gray or I've got a big beard or something like that. Like I don't grow some, much facial yeah. hair and I don't have any gray. And so I just look mm. young and I you am should, young. You should get a, t- a touch of gray. And yeah, just yeah, do. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's my, yeah, my monthly application of touch of gray. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> and so to, to, to go from my twenties into 30, like there's a l- small sense of relief. Like, okay, like I, yeah. I get 30 yeah, yeah. so pretty young, but at least I'm in my 30s now, so that that feels yeah. nice. There's like a mental thing there between 29 and 30. So, yeah. I mean, if anything, I'm I'm looking forward to it. But honestly, I haven't given it a ton of thought, and I'm I feel fine about it. Yeah, well, I'm excited for you. Thank you. That's You're 31, deal, right? But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been in that territory for a while. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to learn the ropes from you. <laughs> You have to let me know which, how to walk and what clothes to start wearing. Yeah, yeah. There's what parts of the being, community need to being visit. Being in the 30 club. You got to be mature. Life you know, changes. You can't be a slouch. That's right. Um, it's a whole lot of pressure. I feel like it almost does shift a little bit when you're in your 30s. I mean, late 20s. Early. The thing about being 30 is like you kind of have your stuff together somewhat. I mean, you you hope you do. You yeah, kind of you don't, but you have enough to like kind of fool people. And um, people like aren't, you know, when you're in your 20s, people are kind of still waiting to see what you're going to do. Like, what's, what are they going to do with their life? You know, by the time you're in your 30s, it's pretty evident. This is what I'm doing. You right. know, so right. maybe you disappointed some people, maybe you've excited some people. I don't know. But that's one of the, I think, the gifts of being 30. 30s, I have heard, though, are um, some of the hardest years. So oh, shoot. I've enjoyed my 30s, my last year and a half. But I think it's hard because your kids go from being lit for a lot of people, from little kids. By the time you get to 40, I mean, Finley will be a year away from getting her permit. Yeah. Right? Crazy. Yeah. So, like, a ton of life change in the next 10 years yeah. for us. Um, and then and then you're looking at, wow, I only have 25 years till I'm 65, depending on when you retire. You know, you have more time or whatever. But, right. yeah. So, anyway. Any, anywho, that's it. So, with that, Rob, fatherhood. Um, a couple weeks ago was Father's Day. We didn't do any episode for that. I want to just kind of just briefly talk about things we appreciate or appreciated about our fathers um, and, yeah, us as fathers, what we're trying to do, uh, how we're trying to pour into our own kids. So two things you have appreciated about your father. Yes, two things I appreciate about Tim, Timothy Paul Kane. He passed away, by the way, listeners. I think I've shared this, but he passed away in 2015. He had... 
um, colorectal cancer and did not survive it. So things that I appreciated about my dad, two things that are, I, I mean, we can make this list super long. I, my know, dad, I, I had a great dad, I had a great relationship with him. Um, but the two things that I wrote down here were one that he, it was very evident, very apparent that he loved his kids deeply. He was very selfless. Um, I mean, he would, he owned his own business and he would, he would leave work at like, he would try to get in there really early so that he could leave early, um, get in there around, I don't know, six thirty or seven so that he could leave around two, two thirty three so that he could make it to all my baseball games. And I literally think I could count on one hand the amount of baseball games that my dad ever missed in my mm. lifetime, which is incredible because I played a ton of yeah. baseball. I mean, I was upward of a hundred games a year. I was just constantly playing, yeah. playing games. And my dad was always there to support. And it was very apparent that he loved me and loved my sister very deeply. Um, just how selfless he was. But then the second thing that I wrote was that he was super steady. Like mm. I, I knew what to yeah. expect from my dad. And yeah. I was talking with uh, Jonathan, a guy at our church, and he was pointing out in Jesus's baptism, we see the father say, this is my, my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. See mm. three things mm -hmm. there. Like this is my son. This is my son whom I love, my beloved son. Mm -hmm. And I am proud of him. I'm, I am pleased yeah. with him. And he's like, how many things do we see from men who talk about their fathers who say, yeah, my dad just never told me he loved me or I mm. can never please my yeah. dad. Um, or like my dad yeah. just didn't want to own up that, that I was his son because he wanted me to be different. And it's like, man, in, the, in that statement from the father about the son, this is my son, my beloved son whom I love, like in him, I'm well pleased. Like what a wonderful three part thing to say to your kids. And, and, just the steadiness and the consistency of the father toward Christ to mm -hmm. know that that is ours in Christ is an amazing thing. But I say those things to say like, my dad was steady. Like mm. I knew he loved me. I knew that he was proud of me. I, I, I knew that if I did a certain thing, he was going to react a certain way. And it was, he was consistent in that sense. He didn't fly off the handle unexpectedly about things. Like it was all right. I know if I do that, my dad, will be happy. If I do this mm -hmm. over here, my dad won't be happy. He's consistent. Yeah. And so those two things yeah. just were really helpful for me. Um, and they're two things that I really want to be able to convey to, to my kids as well, that you are my child and I love you and you make me very mm -hmm. happy. I'm, I'm super yeah. pleased with you and just be consistent. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. it. No, that's well said. Um, and I, I would just say, as, um, as your friend, as someone who, who just observed, like you did a tremendous amount of work caring for your dad at the end of his life, um, took care of him, took care of his, all this medical stuff, bills. Um, he lived with you guys for the last few, several months. Um, and you were, you were young. You just, just got married um and you shoulder that load well and i'm sure i didn't feel that way but the lord has used that to grow you and mature you and it's something i just always appreciate and respect about you how you handled that and uh, model that for for those who are who are watching that's um, very kind of you to say i, I don't want to take yeah. more credit than what i deserve he he only lived with us for three weeks we tried to get him to move in with us months before that but he actually only ended up living with us for like three weeks so thought it was, yeah yeah i was hoping there it was longer go. but he ended up passing away yeah well it was yeah but thank you for and those just, kind of words appreciate that 
No, and, and you, I mean even the months before, like you were you were going over to his apartment, remember yeah, that? going over yeah. to, and taking food and all that. Um, but yeah, so I think for so for me, for my dad, I am blessed. My dad is is still around. And he's close by, and I have a good relationship with him, and spend uh, a good amount of time with him. Uh, and two things I I really appreciate about my dad. Again, there's there's literally dozens of things. My dad is an incredibly hard worker. Um, and he grew up in kind of working hard on a farm and all that, and he just has been an extremely hard worker throughout his adult life. Um, and I've just seen him when things were up with his business or down, or when he was working for other people. Like he just he just shows up and works, and um, comes home and works. And that's a uh, you know, there's a side of that like we were saying before, like. Sometimes we don't know when to rest, but he was always providing for us as a family. So I just really appreciate that. And then, um, you know, something that's hard to do is to uh, to minister or evangelize and share the gospel with your family. So my dad did not grow up in a Christian home. Um, you know, he was familiar with the things of the, of the church, so to speak. But, yeah, he came to Christ later in life. My dad was in his 30s when he came to Christ. His dad was not a believer. His grandpa was not a believer. But those three men had a... a relatively close relationship and um, my dad for years just evangelized to his dad and to his grandpa my great-grandpa and my great-grandpa was uh, i think 84 or 82 when he became a christian wow. and um Dude. and then his dad became a christian and so it's just amazing wow. to see my dad press into these relationships with, with these men who aren't super talkative aren't you know just always navigating the things of the soul so and he was faithful to evangelize and i just really appreciate that about him um and then as a as a dad now with three boys of my own thinking about like me what do i you know because when the kids are young they're like little you're not thinking about this like they can barely understand what you're saying but now as will's getting older you're, you're like man i'm really starting to instill things and how do i what do i want to instill and what i'm what do I want to be intentional with? And I think I, I want to work, but I want to be more attentive. When my kids are talking to me, I don't want to be distracted. I want to give them their attention. I want to be there. I want to be present with them. Um, and, you know, that's, that's hard because there's so many different things going on. And, and sometimes your kids are just annoying and you don't want to give them attention. Right. Um, but I want to be attentive to them. And then, <clears throat> like, when our, when our kids, if the Lord allows, we grow up and – like I want them to look back at the years where we're together and just think, man. And this is a phrase I get from my friend Ron Wallace, but just like we, like we staked a lot on the Bible, on mm. God's word. Yeah. Like, and my dad staked a lot that God's word was true and that it was right, and that just that bore out in the way that we lived our life, the way that we spent time with people, the way we spent money. Like he just he staked a lot on God's word. So. Yeah, those are two things among many that I hope uh, to pass on to my kids. But yeah, so it's encouraging, as you're saying, like there's so many people who don't have good relationships relationships with their fathers. And one of the things that Christ, um, that he has purchased, I was talking with a, a friend today about this, when, when, when God the Father sent God the Son, Jesus Christ, Jesus's mission was to do the will of the Father, and it was the will of the Father to redeem his children hmm. and to love them unconditionally and to lavish his grace and mercy on his children. And there's a, just a beautiful 
truth there and simplicity of like that's what we long for. Broken dad, great dad, uh, didn't have a dad. Wherever you're at on those things, we long for that relationship. Uh, this is my child whom I love and I'm well pleased. Mm-hmm. And by God's great mercy, like that is like he's doing that. He's redeeming his people. And that's our great hope. So it's a little little few thoughts on fatherhood there for uh, Father's Day, which was a few weeks ago. But it's in, it's encouraging and it should be intentional. Or we should be intentional to be thinking about, man, how do we, what kind of parents we have kids do we want to be? Yeah. And if we don't have kids, just what kind of, you know, way do we want to interact with people so that they can see more clearly who Christ is? Yeah. That's good. And, and I said this earlier, but just to reiterate that and any of us who, whether we had a great dad or a dad that had some pretty apparent flaws, or like you said, Rick didn't even have a dad, like whatever category you fall in, the desire for all of us is to have a good relationship with the father. Mm. And right. every father is meant to point their kids back to the father, just like every pastor under shepherd is meant to point the flock back to the great shepherd every Mm -hmm. father who is really shepherding their family is meant to point their family back to the great father the capital f father and um the the good news is that any of us who are in christ who are in the son are seen by the father in the same way that he sees the son like if we are we are robed in christ's righteousness then like we are the New Testament talks about that great gospel blessing of us being in Christ. So when God looks down mm-hmm. on Christ, he, we are in that. He sees us as Christ. And so he sees us, yeah. and he says, this is my child in mm. whom I am well pleased and in whom my beloved child. You know what I mean? Like those three things. I saw each night, I try to tell, I shouldn't say each night. I, I try to do this each night, but it's probably one of those things where it's like four or five nights a week. Yeah. But I'm like, trying to tell finley because lennon's too young to to really understand right now i'm trying to tell finley finley you are my daughter and i love Mm -hmm. you very much and you make Mm -hmm. me very happy and just try to be more consistent on those three things like just like let's just say those things because if i can continuously say those things to her and she knows it she doesn't just hear Mm -hmm. but she knows it in her heart then it way toward her if she's in christ whereas Sometimes it's hard for people to really believe that God the Father could love them that way because they weren't modeled that by their father. And so I don't, yeah. I don't want myself to be the barrier to, for Finley in believing the love that God the Father has for her if she's in Christ. I don't want her yeah. to have a tough time believing that because I didn't model that well for her. Yeah, no, that's great. And that's, um, I, I read a book a while back that, like most books I read, super helpful there's more in the book that I can digest and apply. But there's a book called um, Habits of the Household, Practicing the Story of God in Everyday Family Rhythms by Justin mm-hmm. Whitmill Early, I think is how you pronounce it. And he just – he talks about like what you're saying, like instilling in, in bedtime with his boys. He calls it a, bened- a benediction, I think he calls it, or a, bless- a blessing. Just and, – and you know you can use that language and 12 different ideas come to people's minds. But just – reaffirming and he's written some of these different ones out but he just like puts his hand on his boy's head and like gives them a, this blessing and mm. the idea i mean it's it's, it's um essentially a um you're, it's a 
you're catechizing your children. This is this is what I believe. This is what God says. This is what I want you to believe. And um, and I think that it's just a powerful thing, you know. And he starts out this story, which is so funny, talking about like bedtime. It's baths. It's water everywhere. The kids are fighting. Like all this stuff. Which is, if you have kids and you, yeah. like that's how it is. It's just chaos. And to be able to finish all that, get them in bed and just pause, pray, and just speak truth to them. It's a powerful thing. But like you're saying, being consistent in that is important. So that's that's awesome that you guys are doing that. Um, yeah, Rob, I don't know what else you got for fatherhood or what else you have for this episode. I feel like this has been a, a lengthy little... Yeah, we're, we're over deal. an hour. We're over an hour. So man, let's wrap it. And yeah. um, then we can get this thing, or I can try to get this thing out today. But yeah, listeners, thank you for your patience with us. We did not mm. expect a big, huge storm to go through Knox County and knock out power for five days. So Rick didn't have access to electronics that would need to be charged so we couldn't record um and so what am i getting at here oh so that's why we missed an episode thank you for your patience as we did miss one but now we're back hopefully this was an enjoyable episode hopefully we'll be able to get back to these more consistently yeah. um, but if you have any questions about the podcast feel free to go over to simpletheology.org you can find out hopefully any information that you do need if there's a topic that you want to talk about then reach out to us there's not an option there contact form on the website you can do that and we do have a few topics lined up so next episode our plan mm. is to devote it entirely to listener requested topics so if you have any send them send them in um and lord willing here in two weeks we'll be able to release that episode but if there's nothing else peace out peace